It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have Ladbrokes Premiership action on our hands tonight as Rangers head to Partick Thistle looking to bounce back from Saturday's defeat to Hibbs. Motherwell also take on St Johnson. The Scottish FA's pursuit of Walter Smith is underway. Fans across the country continue to debate whether he would be a good appointment for the national team. So let us know what you think. Doris DeVries talks about life as Celtic's number one goalkeeper in the absence of Craig Gordon. And there's a double award success for St Mir- Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are both here We're going to get right into the debating points in a moment or two And take your calls hopefully 01419511025 But in the meantime, let's cross live to the Energy Check Stadium at Firhill And speak to Ronnie Charters ahead of Partick Thistle against Rangers Yes, good evening Gordon Welcome to Firhill, Partick Thistle v Rangers In this Glasgow derby where Graham Murty's side have the chance To close the gap to three points to Aberdeen in second place At six points at the moment, they're game in hand this evening Graham Murty saying before in the pre-match build-up No room for any more slip-ups Against the Partick Thistle side, 10th at the moment In a real relegation dogfight as well Almost five teams in and around them All with threat of relegation They could climb to eighth with a win though this evening But their form against Rangers in the Premiership Is wanting one point out of the last eight but at Firhill, good run of form of late Five wins in seven Two clean sheets in the last three as well Can Rangers get back to winning ways this evening After that 2-1 defeat to Hibs We'll have to wait and see But early team news from this one Kenny Miller returns to the Rangers squad this evening After his dreadful hamstring injury That was ruled him out since mid-December Longer term injuries like Sir Rossiter, Jack, McCrory, Wallace, Alves, Dorans Still way too early for them to get back It just shows you the length of the Rangers injury list at the moment A boost for Partick Thistle up top as well Connor Salmon returns to the squad after his he missed the one-all draw at Mullowell Stevie Lawless and Callum Booth rated 50-50 for this one So they'll have late fitness tests as well But it's always entertaining Gordon when these two teams collide at Furhill Eight goals in the last two games here We're hoping for the same again this evening Team lines to follow here at the Energy Check Stadium at Furhill for Partick Thistle v Rangers uh, Ronnie Charters I feel like it's one of those nights where you're going to have to provide a, a Long John's update for any fans who are thinking about heading to the game how cold are we talking here? Uh, I've already had three cups of tea the fourth one is on the way and I'm sitting next to an electronic heater trying ah, to spoiled. stay warm spoiled that, that, honestly that's a schoolboy error four cups of tea Too while early. wearing Long John's <laughs> I can oh, just imagine You're going to have wardrobe difficulties that, later on Ronnie Now that you've said that I'm beginning to regret it But we'll carry on anyway We will check in with Ronnie Charters As soon as the team news becomes available So Rangers fans first and foremost What changes would you like to see after the game at the weekend? Lots of you got in touch on Saturday You were disappointed with what you witnessed against Hibs What do you want to see different tonight? 0141 And Partick Thistle fans as well You're heading along to the game What are your expectations do let us know Gordon Dale You watched Rangers mm-hmm. At the weekend What should we expect Different tonight then Either In terms of personnel Or approach Well first and foremost uh, Gordon I thought it was a terrific game I said that uh, On the show I really enjoyed it I thought Hibs were uh, Very very good First half And I thought Rangers Dominated And when it went to 1-1 you're looking, the atmosphere got going again. The Rangers players were right up for it. You were thinking, you can only see one winner. And I think Neil Lennon's come out and said that he thought his, his players were out in their feet um, at that point. But they got the penalty kick. What J, uh, what Tavernier's doing, challenging there, is beyond me. He should never make that challenge. And Hibs went on to win it 2-1. So, going along with uh, 
to, I'll call it Firhill Energy Check sta- um, Stadium I'll let you away with Firhill Yeah Well going along there tonight I think a lot of Rangers fans Might be looking Will he go with the two up top? Will Cummings come in With Morelos And see if that partnership works Bit more firepower Gordon uh, But I don't think he'll change a lot Because I thought second half Rangers played particularly well I would like to see Greg Doherty in the team I'm not sure there's enough You know people talk about two strikers Two strikers together I understand the point you make Two strikers doesn't necessarily equate to more goals I, I would like to see Cummings given a start And I would like to give Doherty To see Doherty given a start I thought there were players who Will add to the Rangers squad I still do think there are players Who would add to the Rangers squad But but not for 10 minutes when you're chasing a game Get them out there and see what they can do Morelos um, Graham Murty said a week ago he, he was confused um, Didn't have his greatest game I think it's fair to say at the weekend So maybe it's time just to give him a little rest Get Cummings in Get Doherty into the midfield Perhaps um, To the exclusion of, of a Holt Or a Goss I know Goss scored at the weekend But I, I think these are guys who can take Rangers forward But they need to be in the team to do so Yeah I agree with you Roger I think you might look at the middle of the park Because you look at Windass as well uh, He Terrific chance in the first opening 15 minutes um, And then just fell out the game um, Holt, I said uh, on the programme I just wonder why Rangers have made Jason Holt the captain When you've got great experience with Martin at the back He's a talker, he's a leader You can only uh, assume it's just because he's, he's fresh in Having said that, I know that Bruno Alves got the, the mm-hmm. armband early on in, in his Time at the club, so maybe maybe that contradicts. I, I I looked at I looked at Rangers midfield and and Saturday Gordon. I, I thought they were quite poor. Uh, Windass I thought was poor. Murphy floated in and out the game. Um, Goss scored with a free kick, but will not run away from you. Will not cause you uh, problems. Lovely passer of the ball. Uh, Jason Holt just does his usual. Runs about uh, bags and bags of energy. So. No, Roger's got, I got a point. I think that uh, Doherty could come into the starting eleven tonight. So Roger Hanna suggesting uh, a start for Greg Doherty and perhaps Jason Cummings. But what do you think? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from Graham Murty. He's looking for the positive reaction after the two one defeat to Hibs at the weekend. The Rangers boss, as you would expect, says it'll be a tough game at Firhill, and he's not really bothered too much about the manner of the victory as long as they walk away with all three points come the end of tonight. Pressure's always there. We want to push on. We want to actually close the gap with the top. We want to uh, enhance where we are and where we've been. Saturday was a was a, a setback for us, but you have to react positively and you have to take the opportunities that are in front of you. We've got an opportunity to go and get three points. That's all we can focus on. If if Aberdeen go and win every single game now until the end of the season, then we'll have a, a tough task to catch them. But we want to go and crack on and, and try and win as many games as we possibly can. I'm, I'm expecting a good game I'm expecting a really tough challenge um, But I'm expecting us once again To try and go and impose ourselves upon the game Create chances And, and try and get a positive result So I will obviously of course Take a really really boring 1-0 win We will hear from Partick Thistle boss Alan Archibald a bit later on But let's get to the phone lines Thomas is in Dalmarnock Thomas what are your thoughts Ahead of tonight's game then? Well first of all I'd like to ask uh, uh, Gordon and uh, Roger I was actually thinking last night to get a hold of Derek and see if he knows any inf- inside information about are Rangers actually still looking out for a manager with the, the, the situation with Graham Murphy? Because me personally, I did say, well, we've got a bit of stability just now with the guy. And he, he's, he's a genuine, honest guy and he speaks well. 
and everything else. I just don't know. I've got my doubts whether he is the man for the job. As in, I, I, I just feel a lot of the players, you know, that we've got. I'm not saying man, people should be fearing a manager anymore, but I don't think he's got that stature. We you know a, a player is uh, scared to lose his position, and I think that's. And, and, and at the weekend, there I actually felt we've signed new players. And I thought for a minute he would he put the boy uh, Docherty in, Cummings in, you know, and, and, and then when, even when he was watching the game, you could see Windass was, when we were watching the game, Windass was poor. And I thought even at the start of the second half, he's going to freshen it right up, you know, bring only two players. And that didn't happen. And, 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 and that's the supporters seeing that, and you're hoping your manager sees that. So I'd just like to ask Gordon, does he know if Rangers are in the lookout for another manager because I ask most of the supporters we talk, at the beginning I was saying it was maybe 60-40 but he may get the job No, I don't even know if it's like 50-50 because they were home performances you know and just as do you know if they're going to get anybody else Gordon well, well listen I'll answer that Thomas my, my understanding is that you know Graham Murphy's been told he's got the job to the end of the season and like any caretaker manager to an extent he's on trial you know, he he said if Aberdeen win every game to the end of the season, we, we won't come second. If Graham Murphy wins every game to the end of the season, including a Scottish Cup final, then it will be very hard for Rangers not to give him the job. But you know, he, he has lost some high-profile games, including Hibs at the weekend, and you know, there's he won some high-profile ones yeah, as well. But, but you know, there's it's fifty-fifty. And it will be results driven To answer your question though Thomas I think the Rangers board It would be They they wouldn't be fulfilling their job If they weren't looking at a contingency plan In case Graham Murty didn't get the job at the end of the season I'm pretty sure that people at Rangers Will be just casting away their eye over who's available Who could be becoming available in the summer uh, What it might take to lure managers to the football club at the minute, it's in Graham Murphy's hands. It's result driven, but it, you know, if results don't go the way the board want, they would take it out Graham Murphy's hands. Uh, Thomas, perhaps my perception comes mostly from working on this show and, and answering the phone calls to guys like yourself. But my understanding was that before the weekend, a lot of the Rangers fans were quite happy about the way things were going, the signings that had been made. They were starting to get behind Graham Murphy if they hadn't been right from the beginning. So, how much of your opinion is based on what you saw at the weekend or is this something that you've held for a longer time? Partly the weekend but also some of the other games as well, you know, the ones at uh, Kilmarnock and, and, and I just feel sometimes you can actually see a good manager should see, even in the first half, if a team you knows certain players are not performing and then he's going to say, right, I'm going to change that and I just felt that's the way it was at the weekend, we were playing okay you know, and we could have, if Morelis takes his chance and Windass takes his chance, but then you could see as the game is going on, a couple of players, I don't know, they, they were fading out the game, and I felt a good manager to see them. So I, I, can, I, I know what you're saying, I'm basing it on uh, some of the, the game, obviously, at the weekend, because that's the most recent one. You're only as good as your last game, but also just the games before it. Listen, I'll, I'll, if the guys are success and and we improve all the time we start winning games and we get more consistent I'll be happy for him when he gets the job because he speaks well and he's a decent guy and everything else I'm just I've just still got that wee kind of bit with certain players they feel I don't know if God knows things like this but sometimes you're playing for a mate 
rather than a guy you've got a bit of fear and you say I've got to keep performing otherwise I'm going to lose my place and I don't know if some of the players play that way or know that or fear that you know because but hopefully we'll see how it goes but I just feel uh, sometimes you know I wish maybe he would go for it some games because then you could say well do you know what we, we, we went for it and we go I know they brought on the subs but to me 18 minutes to go I think I don't know what Cummins come on just left it a bit late and uh, when we had a bit of momentum earlier on so as I said it's just time will tell and Rogers right if he does well then I do believe he's got a good he's got, well, he's got first option but I'd just like to also know if the, if the things do not get better then they are going to they have a plan in place to get another manager as well Gordon surely it's a, a bit unfair to sort of reference you know, the Kilmarnock game and the Hamilton game and, and, and not also consider the three wins against Aberdeen and the one at Easter Road against Hibs previously. Surely those... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not very scientific here. I'm not saying it balances it all out completely, um, but it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a mixed bag, so I can't really understand why you would focus only on, on the times when the results haven't gone well. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of Rangers supporters, Gordon, they see Rangers going in the right direction and then a result like a weekend there, a lot of them are now doubters once again. Um, <clears throat> Graham Murty has brought in uh, Jimmy Nicol for his experience as well To help him uh, And it was very very noticeable that I was watching the dugout when uh, Thomas was talking about Making the substitutions He didn't confront Jimmy You know with Jimmy's experience I think that's what Jimmy's there for Because Jimmy's been a manager Graham Murty not that long ago Was a coach of an under 18s team um, So He never used Jimmy's experience for that uh, For Whatever reason, whether he had a chat with him at half time, but it was very noticeable. It was Jonathan Johansson he was he was having a chat with. It was he was making the substitutions, and I thought that Nicol was brought in to give Graham Murphy that experience of being a manager and helping them make their decisions. But I can understand what the Rangers supporters are thinking because sometimes he changes it when it's too late, Gordon. And I think that's when he comes in for a bit of criticism. But it's a big job for him. It's a first job and it's a real hard job. But he's got to keep winning games. Uh, Thomas let me ask you then Roger for instance threw a couple of names there saying he'd like to see Greg Doherty in from the start Jason Cummings as well do you go along with that? Yeah definitely and uh, I would also get players like O'Halloran back into the picture as well because you, you know yourself in the Scottish game pace is a big thing in the Scottish game and he's got plenty of pace I know, and he's got a bit of ability as well so I'd like to start getting all these guys back in the picture and we've got to use all the players we've got. And I, and I know I heard him saying the other day, he's not sure his best team will. I think the, the game at the weekend tells him he, he should make the changes tonight and then that will give him a better idea as well. OK, thanks to Thomas. Sorry, yes. Thomas, sorry to cut you off there. Thanks to Thomas and Dunmarnock. I just wanted to squeeze in uh, this from Alan Archibald, Partick Thistle boss. How does he see tonight's game? We've run them close. We need that one step more. We need to be better in what we have been. And regardless of Rangers' result the weekend, we need to concentrate on ourselves. We've done a lot right in the games, but we just couldn't go over the line. We got a draw in the league game the last time here. Played very well. And the cup game's a bit different. But we thought we'd done enough in certainly league game to try and hang on. But we just need to make sure concentration levels are very good um, and make sure that we're, we're a real threat going forward as well. That's something that's been pleasing. We've created a lot more chances um, since the winter break. Obviously, we've got a new manager now. I, I've been really impressed with Graham's signings. Um, guys that know the league, majority of them as well, and the other ones are real quality also. He's got a number of, number of good players. 
in most positions to choose from. And they're probably different to what the team they played in the first half of the season. Our home form's been re- relatively good this season. We're also trying to improve their away form as well. But especially at Fur Hill, I think we can give them a game. The pitch is still holding up really well, which will help. And as you say, we've nearly been there. We just need to try and get that, get over the line and, and try and get that three points against them. As Alan Archibald mentions there, a couple of good games between the sides this season, particularly uh, at Fur Hill. Remember, there was one in the Cup, uh, one in the league as well. This was one of these sides, Roger, who very much have had some good home results. Yeah. It took them well, a while to get going away from home. Yeah, they've, they've needed some good home results because their away form has been, has so been poor, appalling. Yeah. Um, the, the two games so far against Rangers in league and cup, um, very evenly contested. Was it Graham Dorans, I think, got an equaliser for Rangers in the first of the games? Then Chris Dolan sent the cup game into extra time, extra time yeah. late on. It could be a big night for Chris Doolan One away from 100 for Partick Thistle Connor Salmon's back in as well So so Alan Archibald is getting players back The squad looks stronger There are more There look to be more goals in the squad Than you know there were earlier in the season With, with Salmon in form, with Doolan in form Miles Storey's probably playing better than he was When he first arrived at the club too So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion That Rangers are going to go there and win tonight Keep your thoughts coming on Partick Thistle against Rangers 01419511025 Team News won't be far away so you can give your reaction to that when they come out and we're going to talk about Walter Smith and the Scotland situation after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard of course we're building up uh, to two big games in the Ladbrokes Premiership tonight Partick Thistle Rangers and Motherwell St Johnston a few of you getting in touch on Twitter Graham has given us his Rangers team he's got Doherty in there from the start he's got Cummings and Morelos up front so you can keep your thoughts coming and we'll bring you team news as soon as we possibly can from Fir Hill and we'll give you team news from Fir Park as well but in the meantime let's look at this story which we first dealt with in the show yesterday Roger but has Moved on slightly It's still very much On everyone's minds By the looks of things On social media So Walter Smith Has had a Tap on the shoulder Shall we say From the Scottish FA Within the last day or so Um, Clearly Identifying him as a target To take over As the national team manager What are your thoughts On on this one at the moment? Um, My thoughts are that Walter Smith Approaching the age of 70 Will probably take a good bit Of convincing by the SFA hierarchy to take the job um, I'm not sure he would fancy getting himself into a you know, a, a runners and riders interviewing procedure Where he's got to dust down his CV and climb the front steps at Hamden In front of cameras and photographers And, and you know, put himself out there as a candidate um, I think he has enough of a reputation in the game That if Alan McRae and Rod Petrie want him to be Scotland manager They should just phone him up and say Walter, will you be Scotland manager? Um, and then I think he, you know, he may consider that. I'm not too sure he would consider getting into, you know, being one of perhaps seven or eight different candidates. So it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out. I think it probably will play out quicker than the Michael O'Neill saga did. Um, but you know, it, it begs questions of the SFA. Stuart Reagan's gone. Alan McRae, the president. Rod Petrie, the vice president. And I believe one of the board members, Ian Maxwell from Partick Thistle, have been tasked with finding the new manager. So it's a three-man recruitment panel, so to speak. Yeah, that's my understanding. And I believe it's a separate seven-man recruitment panel to find a new chief executive to replace Stuart Regan. So you could decide whether you want a chief executive in first and then he can be involved in appointing a manager. 
Do you get a manager in quickly Because you've got two games next month And then take a bit more time to appoint a chief executive um, It looks to me That they're going for the manager first um, The first port of call has been Walter Smith Don't think they've offered him the job yet Um but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You've heard what Roger Hanna thinks. Tell us what you think. 01419511025. Gordon Diel, I'll put it quite simply to you. If you were in charge, imagine that. Mm-hmm. If you were in charge of picking the next Scotland manager, would you pick Walter Smith? No. No. I, I, um, I, listen, Walter's got all the experience. He's been there, got the t shirt, done it. But he's been away from the game for seven years. Is Walter coming up for 70 now? He's got the same appetite. Uh, does he enjoy his, his family time Rather than get back into a pressure um, You know I, There's a case there for everybody To make for Walter Smith Because of how successful he's been But I just think that Seven years away from the game um, No I wouldn't be making that appointment no. Let's get the thoughts of John and Linwood on the line Hi John Gordon, Roger and the legend <laughs> John Guys are we ageist or what here I mean we're saying uh, Walter 70. Now, I agree with your legend when you're saying that uh, Walter's been there, you know, I don't have a problem with Walter leaving Scotland to go to his big love, and that is fair dues. But I've heard on the show that we're going back the way, uh, rather than going forward. For me, and I've said it before, thinking out the box, something different. And it's getting to the stage where Scotland's starting to be a wee bit ridiculous. So what about this one, guys? What about for the Scotland manager, anybody's granny, as long as she's Scottish and she's got her badges? Because see, 80, 80's the next 60. And why I'm saying that, guys, is I am so surprised that Alex Ferguson hasn't got, you know, he's not got a job at the SFA. Why? I mean, he should have a long time ago. Now, you can turn around and say, well, he's he's at 80 or past, but you're as old as you feel. We're, we're living longer. You know, uh, it doesn't mean because you get a certain age, uh, stuff, you can, well, it does in a sense. But uh, I would love to see uh, Alex Ferguson doing something in the SFA with the experience. That he's got Roger Hanna I think Sir Alex Ferguson Has made it Quite clear That he's Retired Happily retired And not interested Would I be wrong? Uh, no he most certainly Wouldn't be wrong Sir Alex turned I think 76 On Hogmanay there um, I think if his experience Has taught him anything It's to steer clear Of the SFA um, He's still very active At Manchester United In an ambassadorial role I saw him pictures of him At Old Trafford Today, today yeah. For the for the Busby Bay's memorial service um, He will not be coming back To be involved in the SFA I don't think it's an ageist thing John Because you, if you look around um, I saw Roy Hodgson in the telly The live game on Sunday 70 years of age And managing the English Premier League When Dick Advocat brought Holland over For the friendly at Pataudry in November I think he was 70 years of age uh, Marcia Luchescu I think is back in charge of Romania At 72 So there's no doubt at 70 Walter Smith's more than capable Of doing the job I think if he got the job He would surround himself with a coaching team of younger men, people who have been involved more recently in the game, people who know the up-and-coming Scotland talent. So I don't think any of that would uh, would necessarily be be a problem for Walter Smith. I think, you know, the, the problem might be the SFAs in convincing him that he wants to come back and take the job. 
uh, Gordon Dale You suggested that the, the seven years out of work Out of football, professional football Was the, the main stumbling block for you mm-hmm. That was the thing that you uh, didn't really want to overcome who, who would it be then? Who's your man if it's not Walter Smith? Oh, very good question um, I thought Michael O'Neill was um, probably the best candidate you, you can make a case just now for You know, and Kelly fans will not like me saying this For Steve Clark uh, doing a terrific job down there at uh, Kilmarnock. Um, but I just, it's it's not the fact that I just think that Walter's been away for seven years. I think he enjoys going along to Ibrox and he must enjoy his retirement. It's going to be a real hard shift to say to him, listen, get your tracksuit back on, get in there and, and, and save the country once again. I just think that, you know, if Walter was going to come back as a manager and he missed it so much, he would have been back by now because let's face it, he got a job anywhere with his experience and what, and what he's done in the game. So no, I don't see, I don't know if Walter will have the enthusiasm to come back in and start all over again. I think uh, I might be wrong, Gordon. If he got the job, I'm not going to stand here and say it's the wrong appointment because he, he does bring a wealth of experience. Uh, Roger, what's your opinion then? Should the Scottish FA stop for a second, take a step back, and try and appoint a chief executive before? They get the manager in Because in, at the moment It looks like the manager search Is going a little bit quicker Than the one for the chief exec um, I'm not particularly bothered What one they get first Gordon As long as they get the You don't two, think it matters I, No As long as they get the two positions Right um, They've decided to get rid of Gordon Strachan They've decided to get rid of Stuart Reagan. That's their prerogative On both counts What they do need to ensure they get though is a manager who's better than Gordon Strachan and a chief executive who's better than Stuart Reagan. Um, my biggest worry, I have to say, is the people left behind at the SFA making these decisions. Um, I don't have a great deal of faith in a lot of the people in there in getting the decisions right. And, you know, when when they go in, they, they couldn't win round Michael O'Neill. They couldn't convince Michael O'Neill that he saw his future at Hamden rather than at Windsor Park. Um, They're now going to have to try and convince Walter Smith to come back in and take this team. And they're now going to have to try and convince a new chief executive to come and take on a job that in the end up, you know, did for Stuart Reagan because it's it's a highly paid job. The salary is great. But you, you know you're not given carte blanche by the SFA board to make to make the decisions that other chief executives are allowed. You know the whole structure of the SFA for me needs looked at. This is an opportunity without a manager, and without a chief executive, to get a blank sheet of paper and draw up a, a you know a way of working that's going to take Scotland forward. I'm not sure Alan McRae and Rod Petrie are willing to start with that blank sheet of paper. A few tweets coming in about this situation Anthony Neal says I'm not ageist, I'm over 50 myself But Walter Smith should not be considered for the job Not Alex McLeish Both burned their bridges when they walked out for the first job they were offered Scotty G calls it ridiculous um, So I'm not uh, I'm not finding a lot of love out there for the suggestion at the moment But that's a long show And might get that, a bit of balance before uh, we reach our conclusion at 8 o'clock Let's stay on the phone lines and see what Stephen and Renfrew thinks of it all Hi Stephen uh, good evening to Gordon's and uh, Roger. Hello, Hello Stephen. Stephen. How you doing tonight? Yeah, good, thanks, Stephen. What are your thoughts on this Walter Smith or the, the Scotland managerial situation generally? Then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, we're all looking back in history now, so I think um, 
uh, the Alan McLeishes, the Walter Smiths, the, the Fabder time. You should never go back that way. That, that, that was just uh, two managers trying to fix the Scottish international setup. So and now you have to uh, go with new blood and and shout for the rooftops that Stevie Clark's the number one. And um, another guy who likes development and academy is Stephen Presley. I was on the show two weeks ago about it, and um, and it was a I think there was a caller last night and um, tonight as well. Let me put Roger Hanna on the spot, Roger. If it was a straight shootout between Walter Smith and Stevie Clark, and you were choosing, who would you choose? Um, if it was a well, listen, you're asking me here on February 6th, mm-hmm. which is three days after Stevie Clark has beaten Celtic. Stevie Clark is the hot ticket. Um, it's a bit like the conversation we had with Thomas at the top of the show about Graham Murty. When Graham Murty beats Aberdeen, he's a hero. When he loses to Hibs and Dundee, he's a zero. So on February 6th, Stevie Clark looks a great candidate. If the Kilmarnock bubble bursts and they lose a couple of games to Dundee next Tuesday night, in Hamilton in a couple of weeks Then Stevie Clark's candidature If that's the right word Won't quite look at look as rosy I, I think We need to worry less about Walter Smith versus Stevie Clark And worry more About the SFA Because They haven't got Michael O'Neill Gordon And if they now don't get Walter Smith And as I say I don't think any of us here Think that's a given If they don't get Walter Smith It suddenly develops into the realms of a saga Gordon DL, did Roger Hanna give me a name there when I asked him for one? No, no. <laughs> Expertly side He backed out. <laughs> Sitting in the fence, it's cold. I like that. Splinters over there. Uh, what about Stephen's other point? He talks about, you know, Stephen Presley. Is that going to be, I'm not going to say as important, Roger, because I think whoever you get is the manager, That's he's the number one man. But should we are we looking at a sort of package deal here, you know, whether it is Walter Smith? And if people are concerned about the length of time out, then we may look at a particularly young assistant to sort of well, balance uh, things up, the, if you call the, it that. The perceived wisdom is that Walter Smith's assistant would be Scott Gemmell, who is inside Hamden just now, therefore he wouldn't cost any more money. Um, he played for Walter Smith at Everton. He has done a reasonable job at the Scotland youth teams through to the under-21 team that he's now in charge of. So he knows everyone on that SFA conveyor belt of talent, if you like. Um, it sounds, in theory, as if it's something that would work. Um, I'm not sure you know if Stevie Clark got a job, who Stevie Clark would want to bring in, whether he'd want to bring in some from his his, uh, his command at backroom team, Alec Dyer, or people like that. So you, you can see... You know, you can see why the SFA think they could piece together this dream team of Walter Smith, Scott Gemmell, you know, per- perhaps an even younger guy. I know Gary Caldwell was keen in the job originally. Could could he be embraced into the setup somehow as well? Um, but the, the key to all this for Alan McCree and Rod Petrie is to convince the target that he wants the job. You know what these things are like, Roger? This is not just... Specific to this case I'm talking every issue in football There's a perception amongst some fans out there That they're not listened to That the feeling amongst the fans Isn't taken on accurately What what about the, this argument about Walter Smith And the, the accusation that he walked away from Scotland before Or that with Alex McLeish Fans really seem to care about that sort of stuff Do people inside Hamden care? Uh, evidently not Otherwise they wouldn't have approached Walter Smith About the job again um, I think... You could see this on uh, about many, many different things. We had the conversation in the show the other week when Stephen Naismith made clear he'd be willing to go back and play for Rangers. And there were people, there were Rangers supporters in the show saying, 
They didn't really want Stephen Naismith back Because of the way he had left Rangers So they're bound to be Tartan Army foot soldiers Unhappy at the prospect of Walter Smith going back uh, Because the last time he, he resigned from his position To go back to Rangers There'll be ones that if Alan McLeish's name gets, gets thrown up Who aren't happy because he resigned to go to Birmingham City That's just the way Scottish football is But if the fans don't like it you know they, they reserve the right to vote with their feet and not go Team news from Firhill looking ahead to Partick Thistle against Rangers that's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Download the app and score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are about an hour away from kick-off both at Firhill and at Fir Park Remember it's Partick Thistle against Rangers and it's Motherwell against St Johnson So get your thoughts into us ahead of those games 0141 951 1025 Just double checking to see if we've got any team news uh, from Firhill yet from Ronnie Charters I don't think we do uh, We'll bring you as soon as we can Let's speak to Scott in Kirkintillic in the meantime then Hi Scott Hi Gordon, good evening panel Hello. Um, yeah, I, I was going to phone up last night But Gordon wasn't on the show um, yeah. It's actually a point more uh, more for Gordon mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I don't like singling players out In the Rangers team But I mean because I think there's For me there's at least three players That are in the starting lineup in the last couple of weeks I still don't think are good enough mm-hmm. But anyway, Josh Windash Derek um, People can continually phone up every week and, and give their opinions about how he's no good enough mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been watching games, right? And when Graham Murphy makes the substitutes, I think, right, he's off next, makes a substitute. Now he must be next. It's obviously, blatantly obviously, that Murphy knew he's got every right, he's a manager, but he must see something we don't see. For me, I hear you saying back to me, supporters, I like your words are, I like Josh Windass, he's a good fo- footballer. Can you tell me, Derek, what you see that I can't see, and I think three quarters of Rangers fans can't see? Uh, first and foremost, um, I'm Gordon. Uh, Derek, <laughs> no problem. Um, it's all about opinions. I've, I thought that he probably had one of his poorest games at the at the weekend against Hibs. Uh, he had a great opportunity in the first ten fifteen minutes, and after that, he sort of disappeared. Um, I know that you can look at. Um, you know, one or two bad performances this season. Um, and you're right, he doesn't seem to get substituted. But I just think, I think playing in the right position and giving the right service, I, I actually like Windus. But it's all, it's, all down to, it's all down to people's opinions. I would, for, for me, I would play Windus before I played Jason Holt. I think when you, you were quite critical of him at the weekend, though, were you not? Yeah, I, I, I said, I said, in, yeah. um, I said on the show, Gordon, I thought uh, Windass was very, very poor at the weekend against Hibs. He, he contributed nothing to the game. Um, yeah, two seconds, Scott. But um, I, I just, I, I think he's got something. Uh, I like the boy. I think he's a decent enough player. Um, but I to, totally agree with Scott in the fact that I don't think he played particularly well at weekend. On you go, Scott. No, just, I don't want to sound rude, Gordon, but you, you're sounding like a politician's answer there. You you repeatedly say, you repeat you repeat and say to Rangers supporters, I like him, I think he's a good footballer. Yeah. Now for me, I'll give you a few examples, right? Yeah. He cannot tackle. He cannot jump in there. A lot of his final passes are poor. The only thing that I actually give him is his fitness, and now and again he scores the odd goal. He's not consistent enough. So for that, that for me, that doesn't make him a good footballer. But you've no answer how you think he's a good footballer. What's his attributes? 
It were his strength well, Gordon well, Gordon. I, th- I think I think he's a very uh, strong runner Scott I think he can carry the ball well I think he gets into uh, Good positions I don't like him When he played In a in a wide left uh, Position I, I think he's got to be in Off the centre forward Making runs Making uh, good runs Into the box I think his timing Of the runs are good And as you say He can score a goal Um it's all about opinions. As I say to you, if I if I had my choice, I would play Windass before I played, you know, Jason Holt, for instance. Uh, but that's only my opinion. A lot of Rangers fans will maybe have a different opinion. You've got a different opinion, Scott. It's what you think you can see, what he brings to the game. As I said, I thought he was very poor at the weekend. I'm not denying that. But I think he's a very strong runner. I think he can get you a goal. I think he takes up very good positions. So I think he's got something to offer Scott I'll tell you what Stay where you are We'll get the team news from For Hill and then I'll get your thoughts on it Let's speak to Ronnie Charters Partick Thistle Against Rangers Starting lineups. Yes team news in Gordon And it's one change From the Rangers side That were defeated by Hibs It's a first league start For Jason Cummings He's in up top In place of Alfredo Morelos So they go With a 4-2-3-1 formation With Fotheringham in goal A back four of James Tavernier David Bates Russell Martin And Declan John Jason Holt And Sean Goss The two holding midfielders Daniel Candias Josh Wind and Jamie Murphy the attacking three all behind Jason Cummings the subs for Rangers Anik Cardoso Halliday Doherty Dodu Morelos and a return to the squad for Kenny Miller for Partick Thistle it's four changes from the one-all draw with Mullowell Keown Barton Doolan and Dumbaya drop out in place of Penrice Devine Spittle and Salmon it's a 3-5-2 for Macias, Thomas Cherney in goal a back three of Daniel Devine James Penrice and Bailey Cargill a midfield five Paul McGinn Abdul Osman Ryan Edwards Martin Woods and Blair Spittle with Connor Salmon and Miles Storey up front the subs for the Jags Scully, Dumbaya, Doolan, Erskine Barton and McCarthy the referee here at Furhill is Alan Muir So there we are the headline from the Rangers team Alfredo Morelos drops to the bench Jason Cummings comes into the starting living that's the only change from the weekend Scott on the line what do you make of that? Um, my only disappointment again and as I say it's not a personal thing it's about opinions I don't mm. think Windass deserves a start he seems to start every single game and I don't know why I really I'm really baffled by it obviously it's, it's pure it's absolute obvious there that Murphy's got something for him because you know it is, ugh, I'm, I'm, I've just been amused that he starts for me I, I would have dropped Windass and put Cummings and Morellis up front I know Morellis for what I heard wasn't at the game Saturday that you know he wasn't in it but at, until we see the two of them playing together we will never know and they've got to play together sometimes so why not the night so I think it's just a matter of time that he's going to keep changing things until we're never going to know to play the two together but for me I would drop Windass absolutely drop him I think the other name that some people have mentioned already on Twitter Gordon and Roger both suggested that maybe Greg Docherty could been from the start Scott disappointed not to see him or, or sort of confident that his time will come no I think I think he's just I think things are just blending him in I can see that I'm, ag- I'm agree with with Gordon, I'm not a big Jason Holt fan either. Um, I think I heard Gordon say last week that he's baffled why he's captain. I'm even more baffled why he's captain. Um, and for me, the other player at the back is Bates. Bates, for me, is OK when teams are going to isn't the defending, but he can't play for the back at all. Every time he gets the ball, he just kicks a long ball. That's, for me, that's no... I don't want to see that. But and he doesn't even pass it to the right player. Every Literally nine passes out of ten go to another player. I'll, I'll, agree, with, I'll agree with you there, uh, Scott, on Bates. I think he's a very good one-to-one defender. Uh, but if he's going to play a very high level week in, week out, he's got to improve and he's used to the ball. I think he's used to the ball very, very poor just now. But 
as a one-to-one defender I think he's as good as anything going about just now uh, Jonathan Glenn's on Twitter He's a Partick Thistle fan Says great to have players who were out Come back into the squad We look a lot stronger I fancy a home win uh, Roger looking at Graham Murty Well listening to Graham Murty's comments at the weekend He wasn't too disappointed in the performance against Hibbs He talks about this sort of 10 seconds of madness The, the penalty decision and all the rest of it And I guess that's that's been reflected in his team news Because one change He clearly doesn't see the need for Drastic alterations Well listen let, let, Let's get to the nub of it James Tavernier Again Cost Rangers Because of his defensive shortcomings Tavernier Terrific going forward Wonderful delivery into the box Great set piece delivery Pace in the final third But defensively Time and time again Rangers are caught out Because, the, because for me He's not a right back He should be played further up the field um, and just get someone else in at right back. I'm not saying drop Tavernier far from it. He's a good player, but he's not a right back. What he was thinking about with the challenge on Scott Allen on Saturday uh, is lost on me, I'm afraid. So we can criticise Windass. Windass from the team on Saturday because he scored a hat trick last midweek. We can criticise Windass. We can criticise David Bates. Now, to be fair to David Bates, he's come to Raith Rovers and he's in the team because Alves is injured, McCrory's injured, Wilson's left the club. And basically, he's a better option than Fabio Cardozo. So, of course, David Bates has got limitations, but it wasn't David Bates' fault that Rangers lost the game at the weekend. And I think Graham Murphy needs to grasp the nettle and play Tavernier further up the park and play a proper right back in the right back slot. Uh, lineups from Motherwell against St Johnson have just come in to me as well. Trevor Carson in goal uh, for Motherwell, Charles Dunn, Tom Aldred, Chris Cadden, Andy Rose, Cedric Kipri, Richard Tate, Carol McHugh, Alan Campbell, Nadir Chiefchi, and Curtis Main. As for St Johnson, Alan Manis in goal, it's Tanzer, Scoogle, McLean, Kane, Alston, Kerr, Foster, Davidson, Anderson, and Shognessy. Roger, you watched St Johnson at the weekend. Very hard done by By all accounts To lose oh, against Hearts Gordon It is the Greatest act of larceny I have seen in a football pitch This season St Johnson were Fabulous If St Johnson had been Three or four up At half time at Tynecastle, No one would have Had a moment's complaint Even with ten men In the second half Of the last half hour They pinned Hearts back They were Outstanding They met a goalkeeper In John McLaughlin Who pulled off Five or six Absolutely terrific saves Chris Kane hit the bar St Johnson should have had a penalty For a handball by Christoph Berra And as Tommy Wright said They switched off for 10 seconds at the back post And lost the only goal of the game um, If they play as well as they did on Saturday tonight They are sure to get something Right, we're going to hear from Celtic goalkeeper Doris De Vries He talks about still being haunted So to speak by that game in Barcelona last season He is now the number one of course With Craig Gordon injured So I want your thoughts on Doris De Vries What have you made of him so far? You've not seen too much of him since Craig Gordon got injured But what have you made of him? How comfortable are you with him going forward? Particularly with the big game against Zenit coming up We'll get to that after we do this Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna As always Are raring to go On Beat the Pundit But They need someone To play against So if you want to take part tonight Then now is the time To go and pick up that phone Dial 0141 951 1025 Do it right now I'm not just saying that For dramatic effect Phone us right now And you could play Beat the Pundit After the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Bet and play And pull a result Out of the bag Please gamble responsibly 
Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're less than 45 minutes away from kickoff between Partick Thistle and Rangers and Motherwell against St Johnson as well. We're going to hear from Celtic goalkeeper Doris De Vries. So I'm keen to get your thoughts on what you've made of him as the number one early on in the place of Craig Gordon, how you feel about him being in goals going forward with Zenit St Petersburg round the corner. Before we get to that though. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit at the same time every night. Grant Thompson is tonight's contestant. He's all the way from the Netherlands. Hi, Grant. Hi, how you doing, guys? Uh, and Gordon Dio Little, does Grant know that the Netherlands once caused a bit of a steward's inquiry on <laughs> yes. Beat the Pundit as well? We yes. won't go back there. Have you learned your, your geography of that area now? Yeah, still Holland. Okay, that's fine. Uh, anyway, Grant, sorry, I digress. Who would you rather take on if I gave you the choice? I'm going to toss the coin. Would you, would you fancy your, yourself as the man to end Roger Hanna's run? I can't remember the last time he was beaten, Grant. Uh. If I'm going to go out I'm going to go out in style I'll take him on I like yep. that See I like that Confident I'll toss the coin anyway And see how we get on Heads it is Roger Tails It's Gordon And what do you know Roger Hanna anyway oh, good luck, So Grant. let's give Roger um, Something else to listen to So that he can't listen to us Grant And we'll get the clock Lined up Grant It's 30 seconds Head to head Now you can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Okay Okay See there's a wee delay there Because Grant's in the Netherlands Gordon are you hearing that I'm going to have to give him A wee second longer I think Right let's go how many points are there between Motherwell and St Johnson? Uh, three. Where did Claudio Canigia play immediately before joining Rangers? Dundee. What Highland League team did Falkirk play this weekend in the Scottish Cup? Uh, pass. What city does the Swiss football team Grasshoppers play in? Uh, Geneva. The brother of which Motherwell player has joined Clyde after a trial period? Pass. And which Partick player has launched a fashion range with the slogan, It's Not Easy? Uh, uh, Doolan. Okay. Yeah. We guess that's fine. Happy with that. Let's bring Roger Hanna back. Ready to go? Yeah. How many points are there between Motherwell and St. Johnson? Two. Where did Claudio Canigia play immediately before joining Rangers? Dundee. Which Highland League team did Falkirk play this weekend Cold in Rangers. the Scottish Cup? Which city does the Swiss football team Grasshoppers play in? Zurich. The brother of which Motherwell player has joined Clyde after a trial Cedric, period? Cedric, please, brother. Uh, which Partick player has launched a fashion range with the slogan It's Osman. Not Easy? And former Dundee and Inverness midfielder Nick Ross has signed for Sepsi in which European Romania. nation? Okay. Grant, did I hear you sighing there because Roger uh, obviously reminded you of what one of the answers was? Yeah, no, it was... Uh... It was Zurich, wasn't it? What? Uh, when you said Swiss side, I was like, ah, I meant I got Switzerland and Sweden. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> all over the shop. Anyway. Listen, not at yeah. all. I like a bit of confidence anyway. Let's go through them. How many points are between Motherwell and St Johnson? I'll tell you what, Grant. You took a 1 0 lead. It is three. Roger Hanna said two, so you were one up. He pulled it back though. Oh, he didn't, in fact, because you got the next one right as well. Claudio Canigia played with Dundee before joining Rangers. 2 1 to Roger Hanna. No, 2 1 to Grant. Yeah, 2 1 to Grant, sorry. Which Highland League team did Falkirk play this weekend in the Scottish Cup? It is Cove Rangers. 2 all at this moment in time, Grant. And then it went downhill. Which football team, uh, which Swiss football team, uh, the Grasshopper of Zurich, the brother of which model player has joined Clyde? It is Cedric Kipri. Steve. Steve Kiepry is now the striker for Clyde There you are Which Partick player has launched a fashion range With the slogan It's not easy It's the captain Abdul Osman You've seen some of the gear Roger I think we could get yeah, some for Yeah it's, it's not a kind of thing You would have seen Donnie and Marie 
Well, I think, I think we could get I've not seen it. Get some along Gordon D'Elger and could pull it off Oh absolutely yeah, yeah I think so We'll have a word with Abdul be great. The, the, the big skip in those hearts You keep the nose dry See <laughs> I'm not that big uh, And former Dundee and Inverness midfielder Nick Ross has signed for Sepsi in Romania So I'm afraid to tell you Grant That it was a 1-2-3-4-5-2 victory For Roger Hanna Not, not, not a problem I think uh, You know Living over here it's, You miss a lot of information Exactly uh, Grant That's your excuse And you stick to it okay I'm, I'm taking uh, Of course Good man Grant Thanks <laughs> for taking part That was Grant In the Netherlands That explains a lot Does Martin Wilson Live in the Netherlands <laughs> I don't think so Is that why he He misses out On some of the Information Perhaps I think it's Cumbernauld Which is just close <laughs> It's out Netherlands way Isn't it Right let's hear From Doris De Vries I did say we were Going to hear from him And I want to get Your thoughts Gordon DL First of all Before we hear from Doris De Vries Give the fans A bit of time To get their Act together On the phone lines What, what have you made Of him so far Quite early days I mean only really The game against Par- uh, Kilmarnock At the weekend mm-hmm. He of course Replaced Craig Gordon I've not seen too much Of him before that But on the face of it Does it seem like He's going to be able to Steady the ship While Craig Gordon's not there I think so uh, Gordon I think uh, Brendan Rodgers Will have faith in him um, The one thing He's very good at Is the ball at his feet uh, Brendan Rodgers Likes to Encourage that From his goalkeepers To play out from the back Get the centre backs involved Get the two wide uh, Full backs On the touchline and, and it's a lot of kicking A lot of um, You know Building from the back And, and De Vries is very good at that He came on for Craig Gordon Against Hibs When I was there At Celtic Park Looked very good in, in the goals um, So no I think he'll be fine uh, Up until They can get Greg Gordon back As quickly as he possibly can Give us your thoughts On Doris De Vries Right now 01419511025 Because he says that It's unfortunate Craig Gordon's injured But he knows that It is now time for him To step up And prove his worth To the club Now he played just his Third game of the season At the weekend When Celtic lost to Kilmarnock And he explains that It's uh, not been easy Sitting on the Celtic sidelines yeah, it's great being playing. That's what you train for as a as a player, and it's it's good to be playing. You know, unfortunately, to Craigie, of course, with the longer term injury, it's time for me now to step up and show the, that what I can do. Try to come up to rhythm as fast as possible, and then that's up to me. To be fair, I've been training really hard ever since I got here. Just main, trying to maintain focus, trying to maintain standards, and, and that's all I've done since uh, since I arrived here. And now the time has come that you complain that you're gonna make sure that you're ready. It is difficult, to be honest. You need to try and stay motivated. But I'm I'm really fortunate in terms of with the players that we've got here. They keep you motivated. They keep you sharp. They keep you going. And it's the same with the technical staff. Everybody too here is so enjoyable to work with, and the goalkeeper coach as well. And, and like I said, everybody involved is just keep you going. Make sure that you're sharp and just make sure that you're really focused. And that's that's the good part of being here. For players, playing is the most important thing. That counts for me as a goalkeeper, of course, as well. Saying so, I'm really happy here. I've got everything here. Now, De Vries is in line to make his second European appearance for the Hoops as they face Zenit next week. He admits he's still hurting from his first appearance, though. That's 7-0 defeat to Barcelona back in 2016. It was a disappointing night in terms of the result, of course. And as a goalkeeper, you know, it's, it's really hard to take on board that you can see the goals. It's, even if you concede one, it's always hard to take on as a goalkeeper because you wanna, you don't want to concede any goals. Simple as. But th- that team at the night was, you know, they, they were up there as one of the best teams in the world, you know, if not the best team at the world at that night, and everything just went for them. Everything just drops right as well in front of goals. Every single hit, every shin, like what they've done, they were different class. <sighs> I think that will take a couple of years to to heal up that one. To make it because, like I said, I'm 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 a winner. I want to win. 
Uh, Scotty G's on Twitter saying that Scott Bain will be the number one keeper soon in his opinion Michael's been on Twitter uh, as well saying that he's not convinced by Big Doris but the choice is limited it doesn't help that the defence is at sixes and sevens at the moment um, Roger in fairness to Doris De Vries had to sit in the sidelines for a long long time so um, it's quite early into his spell back in the team and I, I appreciate I'm the one that's asking the question I'm asking you to judge him already which is perhaps a bit unfair in itself well, I think the most important thing for Doris Devries is that, that Brendan Rodgers trusts him. When Craig Gordon was injured in the game, Daz and I were at the Hibernian game, um, Celtic very quickly realised he was going to be out for a, a period of time. At no stage did Celtic look for what you might describe as a first-choice goalkeeper. Brendan Rodgers' immediate thought was to trust Doris Devries and then get someone to be back up. Um, he signed Doris Devries, in my opinion, as a number one, Quickly realised that actually Craig Gordon was a far better goalkeeper than he had initially thought And that Craig Gordon deserved to keep the gloves I like Doris De Vries' attitude, I like the way he talks He is perfect for the understudy role You know, he's not going to put the, the toys out the pram at the age of 36 or whatever he is now um, Brendan Rodgers, I think, will keep him in the team And you're right, the, the, the stuff that's happened in front of him at the weekend You know, already there's no Lustig Marvin Compey is not ready to play in the team yet uh, Simunovic Celtic don't like risking him on those synthetic surfaces And then Boyata goes off injured Ayer goes off injured And Celtic have a, a back three of Jack Henry on his debut Near Beaton who for me is still settling into the new role of, of centre-half And Kieran Tierney tucked in uh, You know, Even if Craig Gordon had been there it would have been a big ask for, for a goalkeeper behind a, that new look back three I mean Gordon if you'd said maybe I don't know Three or four weeks ago That Celtic would play Zenit With Doris De Vries in goal And Jack Henry In the mm -hmm. defence And a couple of You know It, it would have been unimaginable But that, that's the reality of it And now it is a chance For these guys to step up to the plate And show that they're good enough Because they're, they're going to have to Yeah well he's waited for his chance Gordon He's been very very patient And uh, you just hear his interview there Obviously working very very hard uh, With the goalkeeping coach at Celtic Steve Woods um, So he'll be giving them a lot of encouragement as well um, you've got to get to know um, your defenders You've got to have that relationship And they, they know when you're coming for a ball And you, they demand it And you know it takes time It's like a partnership And uh, if they now you're looking at Celtic And saying well, what's probably their weakest link just now Probably you're looking at the defence uh, As Roger touched on A few injuries at the weekend against Kilmarnock Doesn't help but I think I think De Vries will be fine I really do I think he's a decent enough goalkeeper yeah. And he made, a, he made a good save Second half of that Hibs game mm -hmm. To deny John McGinn An equaliser if you remember mm -hmm. You know He hadn't played for a long time Could have been rusty A very good save uh, Mark Wards on Twitter says I felt Celtic missed a trick When Hibs got Scott Bain initially Now he's with us Hope he proves himself To take a permanent deal I really rate him Let's speak to Laurie on the line Hi Laurie Hey panel Good evening Hi Laurie Hello. I, I'm afraid uh, What has to be said uh, is that there is parochialism uh, that will come into play here, uh, i.e. double ranger supporters who were uh, objection, uh, objectionable until uh, when Neil Lennon was touted as a possible candidate. And also there are Celtic supporters who equally will uh, be ob uh, objectionable until Walter Smith. Uh, the way I look at it, and I'm a Celtic supporter and I'm 62 years of age, Walter Smith is the candidate of choice. Rangers, under his tutelage, won 10 of 12 titles. Right. He may be 70 years of age, 
But that doesn't preclude him or disqualify him uh, for, uh, as a candidate because Boy Hudson is currently in charge of Crystal Palace. He's 70 years of age. Uh, the guy has got a wealth of experience, a uh, European level, domestic level, uh, and I would welcome uh, his appointment uh, as Scotland manager. Uh, I don't think we can anybody better. Uh, my, my initial choice, as I uh, elucidated on Clyde several months ago, was Scott Gemmell. Uh, and I would like to think perhaps that he could take Scott Gemmell under his wing and appoint him as his assistant. Uh, the panel thoughts? Roger Hanna. Uh, well, that certainly seems to be what they're talking about, Laurie. Um, I agree with you. I have no problem at all. If, if Walter Smith's 70, I think he'd be able to do the job, no problem at all. Um, I can understand the, the sense of marrying him to Scott Gemmell because Walter has been away from, from the day-to-day stuff for a while and Scott Gemmell has a working knowledge of the players coming through, the 17s, the 18s, the 21s. He knows them all. He's worked with them all. So it would make perfect sense. Um, I actually mentioned Roy Hodgson, funnily enough, just at the top of the show. We mentioned the likes of Marcia Luchescu, who's still working. Dick Advocant's just left the Dutch national team at, at 70 as well. Uh, the stumbling block for me isn't so much anything to do with Walter Smith's ability to do the job. The stumbling block is whether or not the SFA have the capability to convince Walter Smith to do the job. Uh, Gordon DL, the only question I have for you after Laurie's opening speech there was, do you know what elucidated means? No, I have no idea. Uh, I thought that might be your answer. Uh, on a more serious note though, uh, so Laurie's sort of wishing to, to put club allegiances to one side. Laurie's a Celtic fan as he explains. No problem with Walter Smith. I don't know how much these things matter to fans It's hard to tell Because people will say No, I just don't think he's the right man for the job Whether I support this team or that team um, Doesn't matter And of course When the people who make the decisions Sit around the table That's hardly going to be um, a concern, is it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just getting the right person in Gordon um, I'm, I'm with Roger I said earlier Would I appoint Walter? Um, no, I wouldn't I just feel that it's... Um, He's been away for the game for seven years. Would would I have a problem if he come back in as a Scotland manager? No, I wouldn't because he brings so much experience and the wealth of experience, knowledge of the game. He would certainly help Scott Gemmell. That's all the pluses. It's just if Walter has got the the determination now, the hunger that, that he had when he was a, a manager all those years ago, whether he wants to come back into the industry. Sometimes seven years away... You enjoy your time with your family, your grandkids, you get your, your golf and, and you look back and you think, well, maybe I've just had my turn. But if Scotland announced Walter Smith, I have no problem with it at all. And I don't think that fans will look and think, well, he's an ex-Rangers manager, he left Scotland before he go to Rangers. They just want the best manager in place. And if that's Walter Smith, then fine. And just go back to the show with Thomas. So if, if Walter Smith gets a Scotland job and wins a couple of friendlies... And Graham Murphy doesn't get the Rangers job in the summer The Rangers look to Walter Smith <laughs> Don't even start us uh, Roger People are People who are in the Walter Smith camp Keep telling us about the record they had with Scotland before For instance They, they tend to use that as one of the, the pros How do you remember that period and, and how successful was he or not? Um, well he must have done okay Because Rangers went to get him As their manager again I, d- I don't think you know Walter Smith needs to bang a drum And take, remind people what he's done in his career um, He's not gone to the SFA and said Give me a job please The SFA have come to him And it's not a case of Walter Smith Having to sell himself 
for the job It's a case of the SFA having to sell themselves To Walter Smith on this occasion um, I think he did reasonably okay the last time He was certainly an improvement on his predecessor Bertie Vogts I think at the time uh, If you remember after the Bertie Vogts era There were SFA officials sneaking away from games In the back seats of you know cars To get away from the irate Tartan army So Walter Smith came in he steadied the national team, didn't qualify for a major tournament, but you can't really hold that against them because nobody has done in mm. a generation. They had low points like Belarus, of course, Bel- anyway, yeah. but then there was... Listen, Belarus at home... High points as well. ...was horrible. I remember the game well. Kutuzov, I think, was, was the guy who scored the goal. Terrible display, terrible result. But, you know, if, you, if you're going to hold that against them, think Alec McLeish in Georgia. Think Gordon Strachan in Georgia. Think um, some of George Burley's results. Think of, you know, Craig Levine, the four six zero night in Prague. Think of Bertie Vox in Moldova. So, you know, if, you, if we're going to hold managers up for, for one result, then they've all had one bad result and most of them have had more than one bad result. So it's not a case of whether or not Walter Smith can do the job. It's a case of whether or not Walter Smith really wants to do the job. Big thanks to Laurie. We know that when Roger Hanna's in the building, we need to make the full-time teaser particularly hard oh, and on. it is very very oh, hard tonight that's man. coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com backing Scottish football all season long please gamble responsibly it's time to get a full time teaser for Roger Hanna and Gordon DL I did say we have to make them hard when Roger Hanna's here because he tends to do quite well and this one is hard I'm, I, I make no apology for it because it has to be this way it's sent in by Martin Burns and it's going to take some serious effort That's all I'm going to say Those of you out there though We've got some fantastic memories amongst the listeners So let's see if we can get this He says from 99-2000 season onwards Which eight players Have scored against Celtic for Kilmarnock And at least one other club So this is on the back of course of the weekend's game Yusuf Malumbu scores against Celtic for Kilmarnock But he's never done it with another club as well so we're looking for the eight players who've scored in the L's looking at me so blankly. Well, the, the two that would spring to mind immediately would, would be Chris Boyd and Stephen Naismith. Chris Boyd is not one of them, would you believe? So hasn't but Stephen Naismith is. Right, okay. Okay. So we're looking for the eight players who've scored against Celtic for Kilmarnock and at least one other club since the 99-2000 season onwards. So, for instance, Stephen Naismith is one because he scored against... Uh, Celtic for Kilmarnock and Rangers But Chris Boyd is not He's never scored for Kilmarnock against Celtic Right That's a good question Gordon DL Any that you'd like to throw into the mix At this early stage? No <laughs> Okay Thought you might say think that think about people who have scored for Kilmarnock against I remember Alan Mahood scoring a goal Nope But I can't think who else he would have scored for You know Well get your thinking cap on In fact f- Funny we should say this I hope he doesn't give you any answers Ryan is on the phone He is a Kilmarnock fan Hi Ryan Come on Ryan Help Hi. us out here no, Don't Come help on. him out Ryan Don't Sh- help him shout names Ryan Just give us your point Ryan And forget this question I'll ever I'll existed I only caught the very last bit of the question I was only your Your other guy there First of all Good stuff That's it Well avoided What's your point tonight anyway <laughs> Just bear with me, it's a slightly complicated point. It's about Walter Smith. I'm not over enamoured by Smith coming back. However, if he was to come back, I would like to see some sort of succession planning. I would like to see Scott Gemmell remain where he is. And how about Walter taking someone, and I don't mean him particular, but like Sir Keith Lasley, someone who's just finished playing, just entering the coaching setup as assistant. And Scott Gemmell to remain with the 21s. With Walter's time up, 
Scott Gemmell takes the national team job and then Keith Lasley or whoever would then step into the 21s and we repeat the process again. So there's always some sort of succession plan in there. See Roger, I like calls like this where Ryan's certainly got it all figured out and it sounds good and it's a common sense approach. But do we all do we always get a common sense approach when it comes to these things? Yeah, listen, this succession planning is great when we discuss it in a show like this. But if a management team fails, you tend to find that they, they all, all get emptied out. So for a succession plan to work, there needs to be a degree of success before the succession. If you like, you know. Walter Smith, when he went back to Rangers, put a succession plan in place, which was to be Ali McCoist and eventually Kenny McDowell. Um, Walter Smith left his second spell as Rangers manager, having won a title down at Rugby Park, and Ali McCoist took charge. Um, if Walter Smith go- takes a Scotland job, and as we say, this is far from sealed, um, and has Scott Gemmell or someone like that beneath him, I think that management team would need to enjoy a degree of success before anyone would be convinced that, you know, Scott Gemmell was to be the next Scotland manager. Do, do we have an opportunity here, though, Gordon, to put some sort of structure in place? As Roger says, it, it might be a bit idealistic. But, um, Ryan mentions the name Keith Lasley. wasn't one I had I'd really heard in relation to this before. I've seen the likes of um, Robbie Nielsen mentioned, Stephen Presley, you know, kind of young, youngish Scottish coaches who could go in there. If it is to be alongside Walter Smith And of course As we all know We don't have a chief executive At the moment either So this just seems to me Like a real Big moment For the national setup Where we have the chance To really Create something From scratch And I know that that's why A lot of people perhaps Don't want to see Walter Smith But that's a different matter Well if you're going to bring in Walter Smith I think that's the way to go um, Have somebody like Scott Gemmell um, Working there He knows He knows everything about uh, The national team um, have somebody else in with them I think uh, the caller makes a good point And you can learn off of Walter If that's the road you've got to go down It's an opportunity to, to do that Gordon uh, But you're right Once uh, the results go bad You know that chain that you're trying to uh, develop That goes because everybody's emptied out And um, you know somebody will come in A new guy comes in with his uh, backroom staff And the, the coaches that he wants to work under but I think it's an opportunity if they're going to bring and enhance Walter back into the national setup. Um, I think it's a perfect fit for guys like Scott Gim. Ryan, you want to come back in? No, I just totally agree. It is. It's a massive. It's obviously we don't have a leader on the park or off the park at the moment, so it's just a massive crossroads for the SFA, and it's they've got to get both right this time. It's been far too long. We're getting things wrong, so we're doing it. We just need to get the whole country behind the football team and just. Get back qualified for a tournament Roger is that Perhaps at the root of some of the Reluctance to want Walter Smith The fact that it does seem like a real Chance for a fresh start And people who are not in the Walter camp See that as, as going back the way It's something we always hear <laughs> When managerial vacancies come up Do you understand that mindset? Yeah And, and I, I do understand that And I can see where um, Where some of the you know people are coming from I think it might have been different had Stuart Reagan and the SFA targeted Walter Smith in the month of October when, when Gordon Strachan left. You know, if they decided then that they didn't want to keep Gordon on and Walter Smith was the number one target, that you know, the, the guy everyone at the SFA agreed upon and they went and they asked him in. However, four months have passed since Gordon Strachan left. Um, it's been four months of turmoil for the SFA. Through the debacle of, of Malky Mackay, been told an hour before kickoff that he wasn't going to get the job, 
Um, they chased Michael O'Neill and didn't get him. They've ended up doing, you know, getting rid of Stuart Reagan as chief executive. It, it's been a real mess. And now they've turned to Walter Smith. And I think supporters think, you know, what what is going on? You know, I don't think anyone doubts Walter Smith's credentials. Far from it, because everyone knows what he would bring. Laurie touched on it there a couple of calls ago. Nobody's being edgiest. Nobody's doubting what Walter Smith can bring to the party. But I think, you know, fans are four months into this search for a new manager. I think fans are growing a little bit tired with it all. And what happens next if they don't get Walter Smith? Let me ask you about Malky Mackay, Roger, because as you touched on, Stuart Reagan effectively ended any suggestion of Malky Mackay being the next manager that night at Pataudry said it wouldn't happen he would be the next performance he would he would continue sorry as the performance director then Stuart Reagan left and people maybe thought oh I wonder if that, I wonder if that changes things with Malky Mackay but what we what we now know though is that two of the three men who are responsible for picking the next manager are Rod Petrie and Alan McRae they were very much in Stuart Reagan's way of thinking They perhaps yeah. wouldn't even have liked to see him go So I wonder if that means that no, Malky Mackay's mm, still off the table yeah, I think if they, their president and vice president If they didn't want Stuart Reagan to go Stuart Reagan wouldn't, wouldn't have gone um, I said in the show after that Odd night up at Petaudry I couldn't see how Malky Mackay and Stuart Reagan Can continue to have a working relationship I have to confess I suspected it might be Malky Mackay that left the SFA I didn't really see Stuart Regan leaving the SFA at that stage um, Malky Mackay I'm told is doing a very good job in the role of performance director People at the SFA admire the job he's doing um, They're keen for him to stay on in that role So I think Malky Mackay will continue in that role Hopefully he'll continue doing good work And that will be, that'll be as much as he contributes to the SFA you know, a, a performance director. I don't think he's in the running at all to be a manager. That said, if Walter Smith turns him down, and the next guy turns him down, and the next guy turns him down, Malky Mackay might end up with it. The main accusation levelled against the Scottish FA, Roger, with regards to Michael O'Neill, was that they had put all their eggs in one basket. Have they taken all the eggs and now put them in a Walter Smith-shaped basket, or is it a bit? Is it? Is there more to it this time? Or are we still assessing other candidates? Because it seems to be that we are. But just Walter Smith's name seems to be the front No, It's a strange one because as I said at the top of the show I don't think Walter Smith wants to get himself embroiled in something Where seven or eight other names might come up And it, you know, it looks as if he, he's chasing the job I think Walter Smith's experience and his reputation Has earned him you know, a position of respect in the country If the SFA want him to be manager Go and ask him to be manager But I don't think they should be you know, asking him to come in for an interview and bring his CV and bring references and, you know, put on PowerPoint presentations for them. Um, they either put all their eggs in Walter Smith's basket or, you know, they park that idea and go and throw it open to five or six candidates. Uh, John Campbell's on Twitter saying Walter Smith, old guard, same old ways We need new ideas from young energetic coaches. Uh, I can see Thomas and Clyde Bank. He's given this teaser a bash. It is tough Hugh Moan as well Is throwing a couple in there Can I so, throw one in? Yes Craig Dargo? No It's one of those names That seemed like you, a good you, shout You know what I thought I was at Rugby Park Just let me remind folk Of the question Sorry okay. uh, Roger So from 99-2000 onwards We're looking for the Eight players who've scored Against Celtic for Kilmarnock And at least one other club So for instance Stephen A. Smith That's the only one You've got so far yeah. Paul, Paul Wright too late Paul Wright's not one of them I was going to say It was at Rugby Park The night Robbie Keane Made his Celtic debut Celtic lost 1-0 And Chris Maguire Scored the goal mm-hmm. So he won 
Who else might he have scored? Well, I presume Aberdeen Correct, well done Chris Maguire has scored for Kilmarnock against Celtic And Aberdeen against Celtic So that's Stephen Naismith and Chris Maguire Any more at the moment? There's one playing for Thistle tonight, Connor Salmon See, see when he gets the bit between his teeth, Gordon He starts Honestly, Connor Salmon, well done I I remember that league confirmed that Obviously, Dieter Van Turmhout hasn't scored for two teams against Celtic But... Either side of him that they were Dean Shields and Gary Harkins. No. 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 There's two. Okay. Well, what about a real googly, a former Celtic player, Killian Sheridan? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get back to Alex on the line. What do you make of what's uh, been going on today then, Alec? Hi, panel. How are we doing? Good, thanks. Obviously, hey, you know, uh, Walter, I've got nothing really against Walter Smith uh, myself. The guy's done enough in Scottish football, in his football career, to earn that respect. But I just feel as if now that we're going to have, there's an exciting group of boys there. And I just feel that, you know, sometimes it's easier to give back the way. Whereas, you know, person I would like to, I don't, I don't know a name, but I would rather a younger, a younger coach or whatever come in and try different ideas, whatever, because like I say, there's going to be a right good group of players. And I know that there's going to be a strong contingent for Celtic, but, you know, I think that we take Walter, it's like, you know, it's just like again turning back the cloak and the same old thing. And, you know, again, it's just my opinion, but there must be somebody else out there who could do, who could do another a great job for us. Um, I mean, Roger, I think something that is worth bearing in mind People talk about the length of time out of the role That's perhaps the biggest thing There are lots of men Walter Smith's age Who are very good managers Like, So I don't want We, should, we shouldn't be ageist about this But Alec is Alec It's hard to avoid that accusation When Alec says we need someone younger I don't I don't think it's it's just about age Is it not more about the length of time Out of the game Rather than the date of birth um, Do you not think it's about being hungry Gordon As a manager well, Only Walter Smith will be able to answer exactly, how hungry he still is Exactly and that's that's where I think Roger's um, right If they're going to be serious about Walter Smith Lift the phone up to him Ask him what his situation is Is he keen to get back in Has he got the hunger Has he got the desire Has he got the passion Because that's what he'll need to bring uh, To take the, the, the country forward And then go and work in a, in a, a sort of a, a scale with whether it be Scott Gemmell, where you bring another young coach in, give them the education and try and move on from there. But I think it's I think everybody talks about, you know, tonight, oh, well, Walter's nearly 70. As a guy, age doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. It's if he's still got the desire and the hunger because he's been out for seven years and he may just be enjoying his retirement. So I think we've got to make that phone call first and foremost. Okay, thanks to Alec and Parkhead. We're going to get the answers to the full time teaser and hopefully we'll check in ahead of kickoff at the big games after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here with me Gordon Duncan I was going to cross back over to Firhill And get a flavour of things But they are kicking off very very promptly indeed For Partick Thistle against Rangers I think we're pretty much underway already Not quite quarter two yet So I'll recap the teams for you Thomas Cherney in goal For Thistle a back four of McGinn, Devine, Cargill and Penrice It's Osman and Woods the holding two midfielders Then it's Spittle, Edwards and Story Behind the lone striker Connor Salmon Back into the squad 
Back into the starting 11 Remember just the one change for Rangers tonight Jason Cummings comes in for Alfredo Morelos And he leads the line So it's Fotheringham in goal A back four of Tavernier, Bates, Martin and John Goss and Holt The holding two Murphy, Windass and Candeas Behind Cummings And uh, we are underway at Firhill We'll get a quick score prediction off you both If you don't mind Gordon DL and Roger Hanna I think Rangers will have too much I think it'll be a tight game 2-1 Rangers Yeah I agree 2-1 Rangers Let's turn our attentions to the Motherwell game because Motherwell assistant boss Keith Lasley says tonight's opponent St Johnson are suffering from their own high standards much like his side have done in the past. Now both teams are currently just below the top six having been in the top six in previous seasons but he insists it's still been a good season for tonight's opponents. I think people just expect them to be there. I think we went through that, that experience ourselves of a team that was probably punching above its weight for a, a number of years but people got used to them being up there and just expecting it almost and I think they've suffered from that a little bit saying you know, people maybe say they're not having a great season but you know that you know they're still in the mix for the top six and uh, you know a team of really good experienced players so no they'll be there or thereabouts as well in this fight for top six there's no doubt about it and you know again they'll be again one of our main rivals and tomorrow night will be a tough tough game you know what you're getting against St Johnston they're well organised you know, we've already, albeit some circumstances, we get a couple of boys sent off, but you know they've obviously turned us over up at their place as well. So, you know, we we, we know what to to expect, and you know we'll need to be really at it tomorrow night to get to get three points. Team lines from Fir Park: Trevor Carson and goal from Motherwell. The back three of Cedric Kipre, Tom Aldred, uh, and Charles Dunn. The wing backs: Chris Cadden and Richard Tate. The midfield three of Alan Campbell, Carum Q, and Andy Rose. And the two up front, Curtis Main and Nadir Chiefchi. Just have a look at the St. Johnson team, Alan Manis. Uh, we've got Tanzer, Kerr, Anderson, Shognessy and Foster. So five uh, defenders, I'm sure they won't all play at the back. Alston, Davidson and Skugel, the midfield three. Uh, Kane and McLean up front. So that looks on the face of it like it will be a tight one at for Park, Gordon. Yes, and we're going along right after the show, Gordon. So I'll be looking forward to it. Um, um, I think home advantage, I know that... Roger watched St Johnston at the weekend and said they were very good against Hearts. But I just think home support, um, home advantage, so three points. But I'll be a, a, tight, a tight, tight game. There are some three points. Some really good attempts coming in. And I know that sounds strange because if they're wrong, then they're wrong. But uh, for instance, Token Jester's throwing the likes of Andy McLaren into the mix, Danny Invincible, Paul Wright, they're all wrong. Oof. Anthony has had a good suggestion as well of David Fernandez. I mean, it sounded good. It sounded like it. Could be one, right? but it's not. So it's not really a good shout. But you know what I mean. And uh, how are you two getting on? We're looking for the eight players who've scored against Celtic for Kilmarnock and one other team. We think Colin Nish. Colin Nish is one. Well done. Now we're just going back through all the all the old Kilmarnock strikers. <laughs> Gary Wales. Oh, yes, I thought oh, that was the one you were going to. I thought that's the one you were going to get stuck with. And, Gary and Wales. One, for one Hearts. I think the, the, the game that Hugh Keevans always goes back to when Neil Lennon was manager, the three three game when Kelly were three up. Did Paul Heffernan Is he scored? Yes And he did for oh, Hibs as well uh, I thought it must be Hibs So you've only got two to get And you've plenty of time to get them I mean they're tough But you've got two left to get Let's speak to Brian on the line Hi Brian Hi How you doing Gordon? Hi panel Hi Brian Hello. Uh, I'm going to change the subject back To what we were speaking about At the top of the programme mm-hmm. uh, Graham Murray uh, Rangers fan Thomas uh, I can see a manager In Graham uh, a, 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 then a wee bit of statistic. This is Rangers' 17th match tonight under uh, Graham. And if we win tonight, we're going to 31 points for those 17 games. That doesn't sound great because that's 20 points dropped. But Celtic, I've got 35 points over the same period. And Aberdeen, I've got 29. 
So you're talking about half, nearly half a season. Uh, now we know Celtic fell, you know, below what they were doing last season, but last season incredible. Uh, you know, consistency. Uh, so I can see a manager in there, but I'm the same as any other Rangers fan. Uh, I want a manager to come in and make us consistent, win games, and win trophies. And so we'll just need to wait and see what happens between now and the end of the season. See, when Neil Lennon became Celtic manager, was he involved in a youth set-up at Celtic? Yeah. He was. So it has happened before. That somebody that's been involved at that level, with no managerial experience, has ended up with a big job. So it can happen. I think one of the, the lines that Brian used, Roger, was, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. And that probably is it in a nutshell. I would never deny anyone the right to call it right now and say he's going to be a success or he's going to be a failure. That, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think that the, the picture becomes a lot clearer at the end of the season. It's probably it, it's probably too early to get carried away one way or the other, isn't it? If someone comes on here and says Graham Murty's destined for the top, not really sure what they're basing it on, but if they say that he's a complete failure, they're not sure what they're basing that on either. Yeah, well, listen, Brian, Brian mentioned Neil Lennon. Um, Neil Lennon had a ropey start when he took over from Tony Mowbray in a caretaker capacity. I think they lost to Ross County in a Scottish Cup semi-final and it didn't look particularly good, but I think Neil Lennon then won maybe eight or nine or ten games in the spin at the end of a season. Celtic finished looking up the way. Um, he got the job and some will say he didn't really look back from there. So, as we said to Thomas at the top of the show, it's really in Graham Murty's hands. If Graham Murty wins at Firhill tonight, keeps winning, wins an old fun game, maybe wins a Scottish Cup, it's very, very difficult for the Rangers board not to give him the job on a long-term basis. But, if he continues to stumble a win, followed by a defeat, followed by a win, followed by a defeat, it's going to make it difficult for the Rangers board to, to extend his stay beyond the summer. So, it, it, it really is all in Graham Murty's hands uh, Brian give us your thoughts specifically on tonight's game then Five minutes or so gone uh, Latest update Bit of a chance for Thistle Edwards Gets the header on target Offside flag was up anyway What are your thoughts on tonight's game? Difficult game I uh, spoke to a few of my fellow Rangers fans at work uh, Who were getting slightly carried away uh, I keep my feet in the deck uh, I know that these results at the weekend can come up and that's what we have to do. We have to make them disappear. Uh, and you can't go a long term without a defeat. Uh, but Rangers have to be winning 10, 12 league games in a row. Once they get to that situation, then we'll know that the real deal. Well, Gordon Dio, we know that this season the biggest problem has come at Ibrox and yeah. of course tonight is at for Hill, but I don't know how much you can read into that as an exact science. It doesn't mean that every game is going to be that way, but like I say, on the road hasn't been too problematic for Rangers recently. No, you touched on it, Gordon. Um, it's it's at Ibrox where the damage has been done uh, for Rangers uh, for some reason. Um, you know, I, I don't think they played particularly bad in the second half. I thought they played very well in the second half against Tibbs. And as we touched on, when it went to 1-1, you could feel the, the energy coming through the stadium. The supporters were up for it. The players were up for it. And then, obviously, Tavernier gives away a, a, a really stupid uh, penalty kick. And it, it, costs, it costs Rangers. But I think that the fans, and, and just listening to the Rangers fans, what they're saying is they get excited with 
some of the performances I've seen new players coming in They were happy with the signings They were happy with Murty He gets a few wins And then It happens again He gets a bad result And it's back to the beginning He's got to really go And cement You know If he's wanting the job I don't think he can afford to finish third And not win the Scottish Cup Gone. If he finishes third And doesn't win the Scottish Cup I can't see Rangers giving the job in a permanent deal. Eight and a half minutes gone at the Energy Check Stadium at Firhill. Partick Thistle nil, Rangers nil, about a minute and a half slower, or behind, should I say, at Fir Park, Motherwell nil, St Johnston nil, and it's definitely time to look towards the teaser. Your two answers short. This one was sent in by Martin Burns. We're looking for the eight players who've scored against Celtic for Kilmarnock and at least one other club. You've got Paul Heffernan, you've got uh, who else you got? Maguire, Naismith, Nish, Salmon, and Wales. Now, I don't remember him scoring for Kelly I do remember him scoring for Clyde Did Craig Bryson do it? He's a machine He did well, Come on, get the last one I had my um, my Roy Keane clue already for you there as well But you've got it Craig Bryson for Clyde Which means just one more And who did they play for? Oh, I'm not telling you that, too easy Too easy? Too easy? Oh Well, I'd... He played for one of the clubs in the north of Scotland Mm. It's not Jim McIntyre at the United nope. Slightly further north Further north Aberdeen, Aberdeen player Aberdeen and Kelly mm-hmm. We've had Chris Maguire McDo- Mc- Is it Gary McDonald? Or nope David Lilly Nope <sighs> Who else was at Aberdeen and Kilmarnock? He played at the Euros A year and a half ago Mm-hmm. Come on, Roger. You've only He started his career as a goalkeeper. Oh, Josh McGuinness. Josh McGuinness. Oh. Uh, nearly, nearly, but not quite enough on the teaser. Thanks to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. Still goalless in both the games at the moment. I'll be back tomorrow night at six o'clock with Mark Guidi and James McFadden. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly.